0: Welcome to this special edition of Wrestling With Ideas here on Podbean. I'm so used to saying CKDJ1079. Ottawa's, Ottawa's new mu- music. Yeah, Ottawa's new music. Um, but we're doing a WrestleMania exclusive. Uh, we're reviewing the entire show. It's going to be only on here on uh, Podbean and, of course, other uh, podcast distributors. Um, so I am Zach McGinn, alongside me is Braden Mayhew.
1: Yeah, we're here to talk about Wrestlemania, and the reason it's online is because in no way could we talk about this show in just one hour with everything else that we have to cover during the week. Isn't that right, gentlemen? Alec, what do you have to say? No.
0: <laughs> of course, uh, Yoshi Tatsu has joined us on the <laughs> on the commentary. Of course, that is Alec Miski, but we are also joined by another guest. You may know him as the question master of the show. The one ha- and only. We have Simon Zimmerman with us. How are you doing today, Simon? Hi, guys. I'm doing very well. I'm, I'm happy to be back. <laughs> that sounds great. You sound very excited for this uh, average WrestleMania.
2: <laughs> average? I thought it was great. <laughs> I thought it was WrestleMania 10 all over again.
0: Oh, yes. WrestleMania 10 was a good
1: show.
2: What was, was it 11 that was garbage then? It was 11, it was 11 that was garbage. Yeah. Are you thinking
1: of when a football player headlined the biggest event of the year?
2: I think football players always headline the biggest event of the year.
1: Nine, nine was also pretty bad.
2: Yeah, nine was nine. nine God
0: Nine was oh boy, WrestleMania nine. But we are not are you talking about WrestleMania. Y? Why?
2: Why seven, eight, nine?
0: <laughs> Boo! <laughs> I got more booze than pretzels. I'm still salty about that pretzels joke you made on the Raw review. Man, oh man, you still feeling that whole day later. Yeah, I'm still feeling salty. Dang, son, you got me in twists like a pretzel. Um. So,
1: <laughs> are we going to be covering the kickoff show? Might as well. Right. I mean,
0: I mean, who 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 here did watch the kickoff show? I watched, it, but I don't know if anyone else here did.
1: I did not catch it.
0: Did I know Simon wasn't able to? catch He caught the uh, Usos and uh, and Dudley Boys match. What about you? Uh, what about you, Alec? What I was you- busy
2: having my own kickoff show mm. I performed several several beatdowns to Braden and Smash.
1: <laughs> that is accurate that is what's going on <laughs> when the kickoff pre-show would have been happening live on the wwe network and wwe youtube channel mm-hmm. so of
2: course talking i don't about think the we're content. gonna be much help here okay um well i guess they have we'll just a youtube channel they have a like, youtube channel like they put live events on
0: well live pre-shows on well,
2: is it called 9.99
0: it is not called 9.99
2: it's called the can WWE we, Free Show. Can we go on YouTube right now and make it a YouTube channel and call it 999?
0: It's probably already there. Damn. <laughs> um, so I guess we'll just go over some of the other matches quickly. Sure um, so WWE United States title match, Ryback versus Kalisto. Uh, my boy Ryback.
1: His boy Ryback. My boy Always Ryback. a highlight of the show And Zach gets to talk about Ryback for any significant
3: period of time. My boy Ryback. You get to feed him more.
0: You have to feed me more Ryback. Um but uh Ryback did not win the title in this one. Unfortunate for me. Unfortunate for other people. I am just, just looking over and Brain Mayhew and Alec Miskey with their lawn hair both put in a ponytail. You just do time.
1: not want your bangs in your mouth while you're speaking about That's
0: wrestling.
2: True. Like it might get in the way a little bit, you know what I mean? That's true. Um if I'm to understand him correctly, he says you he don't get banged in the mouth while you talk about wrestling.
0: <laughs> oh He's god, on fire today. Yes, Alec. you Jeez. are yeah, Uncensored. you are.
2: <laughs>
0: well, yes. Um so WWE United States title match. Um right back for Kalisto. Again, it was very weird to watch only because people were still filing into the building. Uh we mentioned this on the uh CKDJ show. Um you know, people were uh there were people that were still coming into the building, which was uh kind of weird. And uh
1: it was uh Apparently, like, it looked like half the building was empty during this match. Like, there's, yeah. like, nobody there.
0: It was, it was your standard good guy, bad
3: guy match. There was actually a meme on the internet saying, um, total attendance for this match, 2,600 people. Yes. And uh, that just made me chuckle a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was, it was pretty empty. I'm sure Ryback just loved wrestling in front of, like, that little amount of people. So that not that many people watched him much. Like Kalista was just going to love being there anyway because it's like kind of like a WrestleMania. But Ryback's actually been on the card where the, like the whole stadium has been filled. And here he is walking into the biggest one of all time with that many people and just
2: nobody's shown up yet. No, it was uh, it was pretty funny. I think he had fun because there were no Goldberg chants.
0: That's true. There was no Goldberg chants from what I heard in that entire show.
2: But, but in all fairness, there was, like, the logistical problems with the actual venue as opposed to WWE. Like, they sold the tickets, but for whatever reason, people just couldn't get inside. hmm And, I mean, that's a whole other conundrum.
1: Which is what caused that whole issue in the first place, correct? Was that uh, the venue wasn't allowing people in. They, something with the tickets, I heard, was the,
2: the actual issue. I'm not sure if it was the tickets or the number of gates they had or something. Like, it was just ridiculous. Like, you had, like, people just... Freaking out over the internet. Well, people just on the internet about it.
1: Well, that's the internet.
2: Probably most of them on Reddit, I would imagine. (laughs) The square circle Reddit.
0: Yeah, (laughs) the squared circle Reddit. Um, Again, this match was your was. It was a raw match, standard match. (laughs) Um, It was. uh, It was. It was a match where you saw the bad guy dominating the good guy, and then the good guy came back and won.
1: It's kind of like the opposite of a Vince McMahon match because usually it's the big guy dominating the little guy. The little guy makes comebacks and then still fails in the end anyway. Yeah. Except the little guy actually beat the big guy for once. Mm-hmm. So The big guy. The big guy. I
3: actually thought one of the my favorite parts of uh, the match, well, I, actually, I, I didn't watch the match, but I'm reading um, the run-up here, and it's, it shows me that more Ronaldo was actually commentating and i i find that really cool did he commentate the entire kickoff show yes he did he was That's he, he commentating he was commentating the entire pre show
0: it was uh,
1: great wait till he gets called up to do the entire mania show i cannot wait that'll be a good day they should have done it now so then we had the fun of the evening where every wrestlemania there's the multi Women's tag match because that's what we got to say now. They're women, they're not divas anymore. Yep. Uh, after this, thank moment. god, yeah. Well, they had we had what was it? was it, a 10 woman tag match, five on five? Well, technically, the women's championship wasn't introduced until after, so technically, this was the final 10 divas tag match. This is what the divas will leave
0: behind their legacy is a multi woman tag team match, With on half the pre show,
1: not being able to work anything whatsoever. Like Lana, yep. not much of a wrestler, you got Eva Marie, who well, Eva not. Fine. Well, actually. Spending a good amount of time in NXT still isn't the most, we'll say, seasoned of veterans. You got Brie Bella, on. who's got like very overt lack of ring presence, and even Alicia Fox, who again, overt lack of <laughs> ring presence. And then a couple good workers on each side, and it's just usual. They only give it like what, like five minutes usually. They actually gave this a fair amount of time. Oh,
2: really? For ten, mi-
0: ten minutes, I think it that's was, usually double that their place. usual
2: time. Yeah, they gave them this match 11 minutes which is yeah. a fair amount of time for a 10 man take 10 woman tag team match.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh again this match Nothing really special. It was just giving the women their chance to showcase their uh, talent. Uh, Even Marie. And, and, and to promote Total Divas. Of course. Um, but uh, Simon, what were your thoughts on this match?
3: Well, I mean, just to add on this match, I thought that this was probably Bree's last match. I don't know about you guys, but. That's the word. Yeah. It just.
0: I I think it has actually been confirmed that that was her final match. I think that she posted something on her Instagram where it's like, I'm glad that I got to do my last match in style or something like that. And, uh, of course, uh, Total Divas won because Total Divas always wins, both in the ratings
1: and in matches. All the time. If the Total Divas are booked for any kind of match and they're like... Especially at WrestleMania. They're always going to win. They win at SummerSlam. They win here. They win... Pretty well, usually wherever they're booked.
3: What about, uh, Brayden, what about if it was the Total Divas versus Roman Reigns? Who would win?
1: Is Roman going to be starring on Total Divas anytime soon?
3: Well, you got to make Roman look strong.
0: Um, so you got to put, put Roman over. So I think Eva Marie takes the pin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That'll get people to cheer for him. Yeah,
0: there's your, there's your shining moment. If Roman Reigns were to pin Eva Marie, that could be something.
1: Just as long as she takes
2: a Superman punch and a spear, the crowd will pop.
0: Hey, Guaranteed. hey, Stephanie McMahon took a spear.
2: This is what's going okay? to happen, Kate Roman. That sounded more sexual than to defend the belt against all the divas in that match, right? You know, mm. going to be the first one in the ring. They're going to come down one after Make it the other. a gauntlet match. <laughs> a gauntlet match, yeah. <laughs> And then basically what's going to happen is, like, you know, Vince McMahon's going to come out with the League of Nations, pull him out under the bottom rope, beat him up. Paramaritan's going to carry him off. The divas are going to battle it out. And then just as Becky Lynch is about to come down, he's going to come out, Superman puncher, her across the side of the head and run down to the ring to win it.
0: Now, we also want to reiterate that she, he's not, uh, not actually going to punch her. This is professional wrestling.
2: That black eye doesn't lie.
0: No oh, man. Oh.
1: And, then, and then we got our final pre-show match, which I knew this was going to end up on the kickoff as soon as they announced it for the main card, even though they like for a few weeks it was announced as a main card match. I knew it was going to be the match that was going to be bumped. The Usos and the Dudleys, I'm sure the Dudleys loved working the pre-show. That's what they came back for. <laughs> the crowd was very much into the Dudleys. They were very much into the Dudley boys. It's probably because a crowd of that size hasn't seen the Dudleys perform on a stage like that in a very long time. So they had like that nostalgic feel.
3: And I think they were also into the, the Dudleys because... The Usos are probably the the heels because of Roman Reigns being hated. Uh,
1: That, and uh, it's not just because of their relation with Reigns. I think with all these new tag teams coming in from NXT that have defined characters, it just goes to show the lack of development that the Usos have had over four years, and people are just kind of sick of their one-dimensional act. Does that make any sense? Yeah, like when you compare like New Day and you got Enzo and Cass coming up and all these kind of these co- so the the Va- the Vaude villains on SmackDown, and then you just have the the Usos.
0: So what what you're saying is when y'all say ooh,
1: you don't say oh. Well, I might say no ooze Yes. Ooos!
2: <laughs> yes! Ooos! No. <laughs> um
0: again this match there wasn't anything
1: to this. Really. Was there a flying USO though?
0: There's a flying USO, Maggle.
2: <laughs> what well, this is like going judging back like just with the Usos in general. What have they done in four years that's noteworthy?
0: They've just, won two slammies, Maggle!
2: For being like the breakout tag team of the year. No, something? for being
0: the tag team of the year, Maggle! Get your facts straight, Maggle! <laughs>
2: I didn't realize I did a good Michael Cole impression that even trying. <laughs> uh, Minus five stars. Uh, two stars. <laughs> I remember them
1: having like a good number of matches with like the Shield and other tag teams like about two, three years ago, and they've won the tag title. Who could forget them beating the New Age Outlaws uh, a few years ago, and they made that amazing comeback. What well, wasn't that on a Mania pre-show as well? Um. No, they won it before WrestleMania, I believe. They won the titles in Chicago. Where the first like Raw show without CM Punk in Chicago was the night that they won the tag belts. I don't even remember if the Usos were even booked on WrestleMania 30.
0: That was rough. Um. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were booked in 30. What they do? I can't even remember what they, they may did. have been. They. I'm trying to remember what they were booked as. I'm were going they to they search pre-show? it up on they the were card.
2: pre-show. I would they imagine were, they were pre-show.
0: I'm gonna check on on there, but I'm pretty sure they were booked.
2: I do remember like the New Age Outlaws won the belts on a pre-show before a pay-per-view and then dropped. The Outlaws the faced draw. the
0: Shield at WrestleMania 30. I know that.
2: Yeah, um, they actually
0: out- made the, I think they were hurt actually during 30.
1: No, because that was the midst, That was the beginning of their tag title run. That was like one month in. They probably defended on the pre-show because I'm check the here. Outlaws beat Cody and Goldust on the Rumble pre-show to win the belts in the first place. And then drop them to the
2: Usos. There's people
0: Maybe that are listening. That's what I'm
2: thinking it was because, yeah.
0: There, there are people that are listening to this like, come on, man. No, How do I'm, you not know that the I'm, Usos were booked on a pre-show or something pre- like that? On the pre-show
1: to WrestleMania 30 where they defended against three other teams. Yeah, I think they defended against like the Matadors and a couple other teams. I think it was like the exact same match they held on like last year's pre-show. Like a multi-team sort of deal. Yeah, it was the Real Americans. Uh... This is an interesting This is like trivia hour. <laughs> WrestleMania is... trivia at the beginning of the review. Kickoff trivia. This is what
0: in... you're getting with with non-edited stuff. You're getting us thinking about match was You're getting a the match actual conversation,
1: which this would definitely Where's not be card? allowed in our time, slot gentlemen. Definitely. Yes, not. they were. Fatal four-way elimination match for the WWE Tag Team Championship For The Matadors and the Real Americans involved. And Ryback. Oh, Ryback, that's the only team yeah. I was. Yeah. The Ryback.
0: Am I right? right. The greatest tag team in the history of the WWE. Yes.
1: Yes. No. No. I think... Oos. What? (laughs) So the Usos proved to be kings of the pre-show. They just cannot make the main card ever, no matter what year of WrestleMania it is. Kickoff fodder. Yes. So this leads into the live card of WrestleMania, which we got... uh, Nice little way to open the show. Always doing the uh, the America the Beautiful singing at the beginning, which is always really nice. And then they do the traditional WrestleMania Get Hyped video package that... You don't get hyped. That you, you stay for hyped. Every single big match. And then we go into the opener, which is not a surprise. It was the ladder match for the Intercontinental title. Dolph Ziggler... The Miz, Sami Zayn, Stardust, Sinkara, and Zack Ryder, and of course, defending champion Kevin Owens. And everybody just looked so hyped to be at a WrestleMania. Everyone was like pumped up in their entrance, like, yeah, we're going into a ladder match. We're probably going to kill each other, but my goodness, this is WrestleMania. Everybody looked excited to be there. They don't get hyped. They don't they get stay it, hyped. They stay hyped. Are you Mojo Raleigh all of a sudden? Like, No. Just, okay, you know, you know. Not Screw a, not it, a
0: Mojo. <laughs> I am not a fan of Mojo Raleigh. No. Cuz
1: he has not gotten better. Not even when he's teaming with Zack Ryder. He hasn't I haven't seen much improvement okay. from him. Zack Ryder carries that team, bro. Bro. And speaking of Ryder, he was probably the most excited to be out there. Oh, I'm hearing my music. This is what I've waited for my whole life. He was he was zacked up to a degree. He was zacked up. Good one. Do you ever feel zacked up Zack having that name or no? Not quite.
0: Oh, because my name is Zack, you just <laughs> have to assume I'm always zacked up.
2: We know you're not a writer.
3: And that's true. <laughs>
2: So uh,
3: hey guys, and, speaking of uh, Zach Ryder, didn't he come out of this match as
1: the new Intercontinental Champion? Yeah, we're gonna actually talk about that in a second because um, this match was basically—I don't want to say it was too much of a KO Sami Zayn showcase, but it kind of—it was, it was a KO Sami like Zayn when showcase. All the single spots with like two guys in the ring was like always them. I found yeah. And uh, Zane did this amazing dive through, like, a ladder. Like, he went through the center of the ladder and took out, like, other men on the outside that I thought was just an absolutely brilliant spot. And then if that wasn't enough, he jumps up, slides back in the ring, runs to the opposite end, jumps out of that, like, the the apron, and then does that apron DDT to Owens, who was on the other side of the ring. So he ran one way, did the big dive, then ran and did another, like, fantastic dive into a tornado DDT. Blew my mind. He was going to kill himself for this show. Yeah, yeah, like... That spot always, I imagine, gets a big reaction. That looks like it's a pretty dangerous move, too, but he's done it in like NXT, like his whole run there. Yeah. Everybody kind of expects it, and they went crazy for it. I'm sure he pulled it out in the Nakamura match as well that weekend. Big long weekend for Sami Zayn. Two huge matches like that back to back. Ooh. They yeah. got put through a crafts table on Raw.
2: Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah,
1: that that injury angle. At least it was just an angle, though. I was. Like, Thank God it was just hurt. an angle. Um <laughs> There was a lot of cool things. Like I think Ryder even had a moment where he w- came off the top of a ladder onto um, was it Miz that he um, did the elbow drop to. Yep. Yeah, I remember a big elbow, elbow drop from drop. him. Um, there was another crazy moment where Stardust got taken out on a ladder, and then yep. Sin Cara was kind of knocked off the top and, and just died right, right took into himself him. and. Stardust out, kind of. It was similar to the Jeff Hardy end yep. spot from WrestleMania 23. Except, like, he, except, yeah.
0: Cigar just kind of like fell, fell. fell just well, well, Jeff Hardy was like, "Oh, I'm gonna fall. I better do a flip all the way down."
1: Yeah. So that, I don't know. I just remembered. I was like, "Oh, this is like WrestleMania 23 here in this moment." Yeah. And uh, no, I liked pretty well everything. So near the end, um, Owens almost killed himself. Well, Zayn gave Owens this. I don't know how, to, e- how to explain the suplex, but it was like the most vicious-looking suplex you'd ever seen. Except not even just done on the ring cam. This was done on a freaking ladder, so it looked all the more devastating. And he looked legitimately knocked out. Like that spot yeah. looked brutal. I saw that spot. I was so like, in this moment, oh everybody thinks Sammy is going to win the belt. Like he looks like he's just about moments away from picking up the Intercontinental title. When who should throw him off? But the Miz. <laughs> Miz then, as cocky as ever, slowly makes his way up to the ring, gets on the other side of the ladder, and sits on it, and is just about to, just in the most cocky way, win the Intercontinental title, and who should push him off but Zack Ryder, (laughs) who knocks him off the ladder, and it's Zack Ryder who actually snatches the Intercontinental title, and wins it to the surprise of probably everybody. Zack Ryder! Man, oh man! It's kind of like, well, Zack, you've been here for a decade, we're going to give you a title at WrestleMania. Here's your, um, here's your payoff for actually staying here, not leaving for being treated like crap over ten years. So we're gonna give you the Intercontinental title for If a you
0: night. want to talk about wrestlers that were legitimately buried, in my opinion, Zack Ryder is that
1: guy. He was like one of the number one people most buried in like, my intentionally opinion. buried.
0: Like Zolf Ziegler was not buried because at least they still used him somewhat. Zack Ryder was buried.
1: He <laughs> okay. wasn't even like on TV. Yeah, he was
0: not he was he wasn't even on TV, he was over as
2: hell. Sandow.
0: Yeah, I'm saying Ryder is one of the most buried people on the roster. Sandow. Yes, Sandow now is the most buried (laughs) guy on the roster. Oh, no.
2: Tyson Kidd. Kids hurt, though. Yeah, but they're not doing much to help that. <laughs> no. So, uh, anyway,
1: Ryder won. That was a cool, surprising moment. I definitely thought he had the least amount of chance to walk out as champion, to be honest. I thought they might do it for the surprise factor, but that seems like it was too much of a surprise for them to actually pull off. Yeah. So it's like they did it anyway. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was that was a great match, and I I think it was probably my favorite match of the night, now that I think about it.
3: Yeah, it was a pretty good match. I actually, guys, I have a little bone to pick with this match. I thought that... It should have been um, Zayn versus Owens for the Intercontinental Title match. Brayden, I spoke to you uh, beforehand about this. I thought that maybe have the U.S. title on the line, have Kalisto, Sin Cara, uh, Stardust, Ziggler, Zack Ryder all compete in that match. I don't know. I I really thought that's the yeah, direction like where like they should have headed. Show,
1: I've Talked with these guys, too, about that. If you did that switch, and Kalisto defended his title in a match like this, and you subbed out two other bodies for Zayn and Owens, especially, and you have them in a singles match for the Intercontinental title, we're looking at a much better card, and the pay-per-view would have... Like, the first half of it would have been even better than it was. Especially when Kalisto's standout moment was in a ladder match. And that was, like, great ladder match. Yeah, Dude, There were so many unique, innovative spots in that tag title ladder match. It, it was crazy. So why wouldn't they give him another moment like that? Exactly. I talked about it with these guys forever. That, that would have been the better thing to do. And yet they still kept it for the Intercontinental title.
2: It's because they needed to put Kalisto and the Usos on the pre-show. Mm. Like, let's just be honest here. You know, it's hard... Hard to migrate them to the main card when we were putting them up the top there because it's like you know we don't really push them,
1: right? I mean we kind of do, but like we give them some TV. They're time, there. But we beat them all the time too. They're there. But uh, still, like it would have
2: been a great finish to watch them do the Salido del Sol off the top of a ladder to come up and climb it there and like win the US title, or right. you know. Anything like that and would have been great. <laughs> or if somehow it was ironic, like the title was on the top of the wall and there was like, you know, Alberto Del Rio yeah. and Sin and on one side and Jack Swagger and <laughs> Zeb Coulter on the other. And we
1: had a moment where we could have gotten like we're probably going to get that Zayn-Owens singles match for payback, but it's going to be for no championship. Like this could have yeah. been the chance to do it for the title because now the title's not even involved in, I don't in e- their feud. I food. don't
0: even think they're going to do Zayn-Owens for payback. I Why? Think, Why wouldn't I, they do it? I think they're doing Zayn-Owens and Cesaro for payback. Why make it a triple threat? What does Cesaro because, have to do? Because they're going to try and find it a way a way to delay this thing as much as they can for SummerSlam because it's a great. It's it do is a great really feud in the Do you think they're going to
1: have their one on one match, the first one ever at SummerSlam in August? Yeah. yeah. They delay it that long? Well, I guess you could. Oh, fr- okay, if they do the triple threat at payback and yep. then they do say a Money in the Bank in June, that's yep. already two months. Yep. And I don't know what do for you do. But then you. But you
0: also have to remember Extreme Rules as well is in
1: in, in the middle of that. Maybe one of them will be having an injury angle and they won't be able to compete at Extreme Rules.
3: Like, like with that Sami Zayn thing we saw. Yeah, in Raw.
1: So who knows? Maybe they will delay it that long.
3: Speaking of matches
1: that weren't delayed and were repeat, unless you have anything to add, those. Actually,
3: yeah, I, I had a little something to add. Maybe have um, this Zayn versus Owen match first time ever on SmackDown, like they did with Chris Jericho and AJ Styles. I don't know.
1: Well, by that point, it was technically Styles and Jericho's second match against one another. They did have that match on Raw immediately after the Royal yeah. Rumble. But yeah, I mean, if they're trying to make SmackDown a big deal, you could have a big match like that that hasn't taken place one-on-one on TV on SmackDown, which will get people to tune in. Like, I would definitely watch that Especially,
0: that show. Especially if they wanted to make SmackDown that premier brand that they've always been saying they wanted it to be. And there's all these hints of this brand split. Like, why
2: not? Exactly. So, I've always wanted them to bring back Sunday Night Heat.
0: Uh, just because of
2: nostalgia, or just for the, you know, it really like it was the end of the week, you know, and you kind of sit down. You had your Raw, you had your SmackDown, which I think they aired on Friday nights during that like time. I think it were
0: also Thursdays.
2: Yeah, it depends where you lived, I guess. Yeah. And then you know, hey, there's there's Saturday night main event. You know, nothing happens on that show. And Then there's Sunday night Heat, which nothing happens there either. It's all been pre recorded, but you're like it it caps off the week nicely. Yeah. Now you to have total divas. <laughs> like, yeah. Total divas So to
1: follow off uh, that match We went on to AJ Styles and Chris Jericho Who had their fourth match against one another <laughs> And the fourth of course happening at Wrestlemania Yep And um, Not they, their best match Not their best match, no I mean, they, they weren't really given the most amount of time Like, I still think their match on Smackdown Was the best of the four that they had Mm-hmm because uh, even I thought that one was better than their fast line match. Their fast line match, I thought was better than, than this one. Yep, yeah, me too. Um, it was cool seeing AJ get a WrestleMania entrance, though. If anything else, that was at least a highlight. Mm-hmm. The work I thought that was pretty good. They each kicked out of each other's moves a few times. I um, I don't think uh, like it was. It was cool that they teased like the Styles Clash in this match. I don't know how I feel about Jericho winning here, but after what they did the night afterwards, I'm not as upset about it. You know what yeah. I mean? But I still would have had AJ win his first WrestleMania match. Is that like a little too much? That to should help for? with the
0: momentum. Cause honestly, like let, let, let the guy would just you win have the guy out? lose, right? Let, just let the guy win out. Right. It's like, let him, let him win out his series so that he looks strong going in because 5050 booking is not helping anybody and you could argue well he won the number one contendership uh, on on raw and he looks much stronger now but on I raw. Think, I think but like when we went into raw I don't
1: think I don't think any of us here thought that Styles was winning actually I thought he was one of the favorites given the people in the, in that match that were booked for it. I thought, I thought Owens was a favorite. Owens was the only other person that I thought I thought, I thought it was going to be Owens or Jericho
0: only because Reigns is the face and he needs a heel to face off against with. And maybe Cesaro if they wanted to do it. But I thought Styles out of those four was the least – because I thought they maybe save Styles for a moment.
3: Yeah, well, just to follow up on that, I think that AJ Styles winning is really good because it can maybe uh, it may hint on a Reigns heel turn. Finally, we can
1: all hope because that's obviously what they need to do, and we'll get to the main event in just a bit. Oh god! So to follow that, I thought Jericho and Styles had a good match. It was uh, it followed the flow of the ladder match well. Yeah, I thought it uh, was so, a
0: good way to build up on that ladder. Yeah, match. like
1: it was two really good matches I in a totally row, agree with that. and then we hit New Day against the League of Nations, and at least New Day's entrance was great. You have the Bootio cereal and out come a bunch of Saiyans from uh, the cereal box. <laughs> Love the attire, Dragon Ball Z attire.
2: My uh, my feed was blowing up with friends of anime that, and like, we're like, why is wrestling and anime being combined together? I'm like, cause it's over nine thousand. <laughs> was that your actual response to them too? Yeah. Perfect. It was so, like, hey, in case you missed it, WrestleMania happened, and it was over nine thousand.
1: <laughs> I loved how like he meant to look how uh, Xavier tried his best to look like Black Vegeta. <laughs> like he had like the whole Saiyan tail, the wig and the, the hair done up, and everything. I thought it was just, it was perfect. And then here come the League of Nations who look just totally one, one hey! to know, generic, have no special thing about their entrance. You're like, look at these goofballs coming. Hey! Out. And so what happens? They have just the standard, ordinary, average match, and the, of, and the League of Nations actually wins. They beat the over tag team champions at, at Mania. WrestleMania
2: for no championship because that makes sense. You know what even makes less sense? They dressed up their, I'm presuming the New Day is still the face in this match, tag team champions, up as Saiyans. Now, you might not know anything about Dragon Ball Z. Saiyans aren't the face. <laughs> They're the heels of the show. <laughs> you know what I mean? The only good Saiyan's Goku. Mm. That's it.
0: That's true. But they and have baby faces son. now. The New Day is faces now,
2: though. And his wimpy son. Mm. And Vegeta's wimpy son. <laughs>
0: Everybody's whipping. Yeah, and and son. then
2: Vegeta kinda turns over, you know. He does a heel turn a couple times, you know. <laughs> it's good. But that's yeah, Dragon Ball Z. There's a few heel turns, you know. There's a swerve. There's a swerve, bro.
0: There was a lot of swerves in this mania. So it's like Vince Russo took over the show.
2: So the
1: ending of this match scene, uh, Xavier get clocked by Barrett, who all of a sudden decided he wasn't going to be in the match, just turned into a six-man on the fly, it seems. It was, it was uh, promoted as a four-on-three match the entire time going into WrestleMania. Then we hit the show, just becomes a six-man tag, and Barrett's their manager. Hashtag
0: cancel WWE Network.
1: So Barrett clocks uh, Xavier with uh, the bull hammer behind the rest back, which leads to Sheamus hitting him with a bro kick. And uh, hashtag the lads... With their big win, when uh, and then they go on this thing where they challenge any group of people to fight them because they're the most uh, dominating group in WWE. Blah 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 blah. When who should answer the call? But three, Ghostbusters. I uh, know, but three uh, three legends who need oh. to uh, make an appearance on this show. So uh, Shawn Michaels in full ring gear came out. He
0: looked like he was ready to go. <laughs> looked like he was gonna have a match.
1: It's like <laughs> aren't you man. retired, Shawn? And he was joined by Mick Foley and, of course, you got to have Austin in Texas. Austin! Steve Austin Austin came out as well. And uh, they all basically just went down to the ring, destroyed the League of Nations. And then they do this segment with the New Day where New Day tries to get each and every one of the legends to dance. And Sean and Mick just go for it right away. And they go for these goofy dance moves. And then Austin's just kind of looking at them like... What are these morons trying to tell me to do here? Because, you know, he's too cool to dance because he's he's Steve Austin. He's been a badass for who knows how many years. What? And then all of a sudden he does like a jig for like two and a half seconds. And then he just stuns Xavier and does this whole beer bash thing. And then that's it. I think it kind of made, I mean, New Day lost. So they already look kind of bad. And then to have just Austin stun one of them made them kind of look a little worse. Yeah. Like, I think it was one of those situations where they thought it might make New Day look pretty good hanging out with those guys or whatever. But if you're going to have them lose, I don't know. I don't think it did uh, many... I, I don't think it did them many favors. Like they made, made it would have been better.
0: It would. it would have been better if New Day had won, and then the League of Nations got pissed, and we're just like, "Yeah, we're gonna fight you, fella, and they just start and start start beating the crap yeah. out of him, and then you had the three guys come in and save the day, and then you had that celebration moment. You could still have Austin stunning Xavier Woods, but it would have been much better if New Day had won.
1: Yeah, because so. then the three legends could—you uh, could have the—as you said, have the beatdown happen. They're being outnumbered, and then the legends come to save them. Then there's a reason for those three guys to come out other than just, Hey, it's WrestleMania. We're here to get a big pop and beat up heels because we're— we're here, we're here to
2: stroke our egos. Pretty much, and that's basically how I felt about that. Also, let's be honest here. What do Mick Foley, Shawn Michaels, and Steve Austin have in common? Like, put them on a tag team, I mean. You know what I mean? Like, they've all feuded with each other.
1: Well, but for Michael's and Austin, I just thought it was the
2: Texas connection.
1: But then it's like Foley's not from Texas. He's from Long Island. Yeah. So what's he doing there? If they're going for a Texas bye thing bye. With these two legends, what's Mick doing with them? Is it because he's Cactus Jack and they have cacti?
0: Mm, maybe that's what it that's is. I thinking
1: real deep there, Alec, I must say. So anyway. thinking deeper
0: than WWE Creative, so yeah.
1: no. Yes. So the no. match Yes. Oh no. my goodness. Yes. Maybe. No.
2: Yes didn't know Yoshitatsu so had schizophrenia. <laughs>
1: the match itself was was alright, but it wasn't anything great. And I the wouldn't have man. had the New Day. W- I wouldn't have had them lose. I thought that was silly. Yeah, I agree. So then we go into the no-holds-barred street fight. Brock what an Les- underwhelming match this oh was. Oh my gosh, I couldn't, couldn't agree more. Brock Lesnar against Dean Ambrose. And what I was expecting was, maybe not carbon copy-based, but very similar to the CM Punk match from SummerSlam a few years back, three years ago. What did we get? A Brock Lesnar... WWE Network showcase match Where literally all he does Is stay on the offense Maybe the opponent Gets in one or two punches He beats them consistently And is done within Less than a 20 minute span
0: What does this I don't understand The thought process Behind this You've got What really does hurt Brock Lesnar if he lose loses
1: Nothing Cause like everybody really, going like, him When he shows up again
0: anyway It's like He lost Like if you gave this match More time And they beat the crap Out of each other more Then I think Brock losing is fine because Dean looks strong and Brock came down in a fight because we all know that Brock can fight, so it's not like his credibility is lost, especially against a guy like Dean Ambrose, who's been known for this hardcore crap. So
1: his whole career is kind of based off of it.
0: His whole career is hardcore crap. There's there's footage of him taking a whipper snipper to the guts, a whipper snipper.
1: Yeah, John Moxley and CCW did some crazy stuff, man. I mean, he was he...
0: he was a crazy mf'er.
1: So I don't I don't get this. Like I mean, it was basically all suplexes, which again most Brock matches are. But Dean wasn't given the amount of comeback you would you would want out of a street fight. He just wasn't a lot
0: of a lot of just lackluster moments. It's like. I, I was. I figured they weren't going to do too much with the chainsaw. Like I was, saw that it's like, okay, he's not going to friggin' chop off the limbs of Brock Lesnar in this match. But I thought they maybe, maybe do something with Barbie, the the barbed wire bat, but they did nothing with it. Well, it's just, Dean, they were Dean there. went to get it,
3: but that yeah. was about it. Yeah, <laughs> and no pinning combinations uh, outside the ring. I mean, if it's a street fight, why not use that? Uh, I just, that's what I thought about it, and um, I I'll say I agree with the winner being Brock Lesnar, but again the time the time slot again very disappointing should have been at least twenty minutes that's my take on it
1: yeah I, I, mean, I, yeah, I mean I couldn't agree more it, it was the fact that it was it was is short short for a Brock Lesnar WrestleMania match too on top of that. that's true and, and the thing is if you're gonna have Brock Lesnar win. Just, just have him be like where, I go back to
0: WrestleMania 13. What, what I, I always bring this up. It's like you have these guys beat the crap out of each other to the point where, when in WrestleMania 13, Steve Austin tap, didn't never tapped. He just passed out because he fought valiantly until the bitter end. Have Dean do that with Brock. That will get him over too. I mean, that 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 could really set them up for a wrestle like for think a program afterwards. Think about how many afterwards. people
1: have tapped out to Brock's kimura. If he got locked in a kimura and just passed out, and you could sell it like his arm is broken. But he still never tapped out. Yeah. And he, again, he missed RAW anyway. Yeah. That would definitely put him over huge. But they did nothing to help Dean in this match. Not nothing. one thing. So I don't understand
0: why we, why we have this match in there to give less time to. Very underwhelming.
1: And it was kind of low on the card for a Brock Lesnar match, too. That's like it true. Was, it was smack dab in the middle of the show. Yeah. That's very odd. And I mean, there were a couple spots I like. Like, there was the one time where Brock... I think gave Dean a belly-to-belly from the top rope onto like a stack of chairs That was pretty sick like there were some cool moments in it Like some of Dean's offense was decent getting the weapons and that it just didn't last long and it it was very much like it just felt like a Brock Lesnar um, Like mauling and yeah. this was not the match to do that This was a match to help Dean as much as possible and they didn't do a single
2: thing to help him right So Alec your thoughts on the match? Well It was one of the matches that I looked forward to most on this card. And the sad part is the following match, like the one we're going to talk about next, was Blew It Out of the Water oh, by far. Yeah. And it's not that it's a bad match. It's just how bad the street fight was. Yeah. Like just, uh Lesnar winning, fine. Great. Love, like it's fine. You know what I mean? And I didn't think Ambrose was going to win. I think they needed to, the way his story was going, he needs to kind of like have a reason to have either like snap completely or kind of a reality check. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they got they got options there. But... 11 minutes 13 minutes whatever it was like that's just pathetic for a street fight considering how late in the show was that rock segment and how it just ran on
0: yeah like you didn't need to take so much time we'll get to that
2: rock yeah exactly we will get
0: to that that. rock segment i i'm gonna uh, uh, unload a new one on that rock segment because that was i hated that segment so much i'm sorry if i can't find entertainment in that stupid segment one might say
2: we're going to flame it
1: Oh, we're going to uh, rather burn it than flame that it. That segment's going to get more than love when we get to it. There were a couple good moments with it. Again, we'll touch on that in a bit, but Alec is right. This following match did blow it out of the water because afterward— we had the triple threat match for the newly unveiled women's championship. It was announced that the winner of the triple threat would become the first ever WWE women's champion, despite the fact that they had a women's title for years before the Divas championship was even a thing before you they see, retired it. You see,
0: WWE history past 2013 when the titles uh, unified doesn't
1: exist. That's mm-hmm. such a select, such a huge <laughs> amount of time to just cut out and pretend it didn't happen, but <laughs> I won't question
2: it. They call it the Benoit.
0: They, they do call it the Benoit, the Chris Benoit. Like Crispin, ben...
2: you're not allowed to say that name. It doesn't exist. All right. Oh, sorry,
0: Chris. There we go.
2: No, no, no. It's supposed to be Benoit. No, Who? it's supposed to
0: be. Okay.
2: Byron Saxon?
0: Oh yeah, sorry, I forgot about him.
1: So <laughs> we get an awesome video package uh, highlighting each of the each of these women to where they were in NXT to where they are now. They all came out. They got pretty decent entrances. Like especially Sasha was put over like a superstar. And her entrance coming out with like. I thought dog. for sure she was winning, and the big reaction she got. Like I thought, yeah, I thought she was winning the title for sure. The, w-
0: the way they favorite. built her up, they, the way they built her up on YouTube, the way they built her up uh, on the, in the inner entrance, the way they built her up, the way and she the wrestled in this fantastic. match, the
1: way they yeah. built her up in this match, and the, the Eddie tribute too. Like the she, Eddie tribute, the, they, and the then attire? Charlotte wins. What? I can, understand, the finishes were... I can understand keeping like the belt on a heel. It's just kind of the ending was interference in a match where we were so invested that using interference probably wasn't going to work that well. I understand why they did it, but that would not have been my preferred finish to this match. It kind of took away from it. But the actual action between these three ladies, awesome.
3: Yeah, I agree uh, on that point, uh, Brayden. I actually am a little disappointed that they didn't really say anything about it being a no disqualification until... The match itself, because it's triple threat and anything goes. And as as we saw, Ric Flair uh, got in, uh, interfered with the match. And I just don't like the fact that they, they let us know these last minute stipulations or they wait until the match. I don't know.
1: Well, I, I think it's, they've done so many triple threats and so many people have gone through tables and the referee never counts a 10 count that it's just assumed that all triple threat matches are immediately... No DQ, I believe. Well, the th- the thing, aren't they?
0: That's been so weird recently. Isn't, like, that, th- how there's, the, isn't there's, that how there's, there's, it's now, to work? there's now wrestlers that are reaching for the ropes,
1: but then it's like then Cole's going, but you can't reach for the ropes because there's no rope break. I in think an no even DQ. like the wrestlers don't know how to handle that. So they, I don't understand. They, they work it like it's one on one, but I hope the, they the fix context, that. Yeah, the people because know it's know what not just doing. WWE 2 TNA has been doing that as well Is in their shows. Triple threat. I don't think you should be going for the ropes. That does not make any sense. It make they did that in the fatal four way as well. There's no. It made no, no sense. VQs. So when you go for the ropes, you're you're obviously you forget the rules of the match you're competing in. It's funny because then you could just dive outside and you're not you having to worry about counted being counted out or anything. But you're still reaching for the ropes when somebody has you in a submission. There obviously is some kind of disconnect there yeah. with the workers. It was just it was but weird. Uh, it's it's different. Anyway, Sasha I,
0: killed herself in this match.
1: Oh, she did. Like the, she obliterated herself. There was herself. The, the moment where um, Charlotte was in the uh, f- she had the figure eight or on. Becky I'm Becky and then Sasha just comes off the top with her uh most greatest Eddie Guerrero style frog splash just out of nowhere yeah just, she'd been out for a while and she comes back with that and just some of the moves she was doing too was were insane and even some of the cells she was taking she got she went from the top
0: rope I think she was trying to do a suplex and then I think Charlotte pushed her or somebody pushed her but she like she then laid flat and went Smack dab right onto the floor. It was
1: unbelievable.
0: Yeah,
3: these ladies, uh, they beat each other up. That's for sure. Yeah, and I'll say, um, I think, guys, uh, that Sasha is one of the best athletes on the card, male or female. Oh yeah, uh, without question,
0: <laughs> without question. Like she, she's like she was fantastic. Like I'm not saying like when she
1: obliterated herself that she wasn't good. She obliterated herself, and it was amazing. And then Charlotte pulled off a. Uh, Moon salt to the outside. That onto, was scary. Onto both Becky and Sasha. Which it was, was a
0: good looking moon salt, but it was really scary. Salt,
1: but it's like it's like you're diving that far up onto the floor, and you they were. And, and it's not like they were close by. They were they far were away, far away. And she actually made it, which is impressive. Because if she didn't, there was. Uh, oh. we'll say no going back from that move. That the, some star points would have been removed. Yeah, she, uh, she didn't die, which is the wonderful thing. Please don't die. And, Please don't die. We'll get to that chant too. That's coming up. <laughs> and so the ending came when. I believe... What did, what did Flair do again? He just but
0: What happened was uh, Charlotte had, uh, Charlotte had uh, Becky Lynch in the figure eight. Sasha Banks was trying to come back in. She went under the ropes, but Flair grabbed Sasha and threw her from, oh, c- from coming right. in. Yeah, and, and so then, then that,
1: Flair held on to her, and yeah. then Charlotte had her submission That's actually, on
0: That sounded very weird.
1: It did, but anyway. <laughs> Charlotte had the figure eight on Becky, And as Sasha went in to break it up, Flair prevented her from getting in the ring, held her in place until the tap out happened, and that's how Charlotte retained. Again, I understand I'm keeping the belt on a heel, but for this type of match and how hard they worked, I felt that the ending just kind of cheated everybody, and it took away from the work that happened for the the good 15 minutes beforehand, if that makes any sense. It, It took away from the ending. Or, like, the whole match as a, as a whole, I would say. Yeah, it's just... Did I, you not like it too, Zach? Did you I, kind of took away from the match? I thought,
0: event? you know, I again, I agree with you. I under, I understood the ending, but the problem was they. I think they did too much of a good job of building up Sasha. Because now people are like, well, you've built up Sasha over the past couple of months as the next winner of the title. You built her up on YouTube, you've built her up in your entrance, you've built her up in the yeah, ring, and then she since, lost.
1: They've been building her up since the Royal Rumble. You, like,
0: can't, you can't just, like, if you did some mild build up they'd be like, oh, well, maybe she does have a chance. Then fine, this finish would have been fine, but they built her up, like, Crazy,
1: especially with the entr- again entrance, YouTube uh, and then, promos, and then, all that stuff, and to not do it, and now they're doing a completely different program with Charlotte since Raw, So I don't. That's just anticlimactic. Are they purposely like delaying it so they don't? F- I, I, they got to strike while the iron's hot. There's not going to be this interest for that much longer. People are not going to be buying her as a because contender.
0: Sasha had been getting those chants ever since that Divas Revolution. Like, a, uh, we want Sasha chance ever since the Divas the Divas Revolution
1: started because well, she's the most over exactly. female performer they have. But but the problem is, it's been over months and months and months. August. Now. August. That's like how many months ago? Like nine August, ten- September, October, nine November, December,
0: least. January, February, March, April. Nine months. Nine months. Yeah, it's
1: the- you, are you really going to tempt fate and try and go for another three months? I wouldn't do it. I mean, I would have given her the belt here, to be honest. Yeah. I, I would have, personally, maybe yeah. if I were booking the show, yeah. I would have <laughs> given her the belt, but they kept it on Charlotte. Whatever. Is what it is, and uh, it builds to the next month, which seems to be Natty and Charlotte. So I don't even know when Sasha's going to get her next. I'm title looking shot. forward
0: to that match. It's just they built up Sasha so much to the point where it's like, why?
2: I mean, am I the only one here that cares about Becky Lynch? No, I, I like, like Becky Lynch. Because like, I was like, oh, great. Becky Lynch is coming in. Sasha, she's old news. You know what I mean? They're pushing her hard, but she's old news. This is Becky Lynch's time to shine. And, well, she got a shiner, all right.
0: <laughs> yeah, that shiner was— I think in uh, terms
2: of pure baby face potential, Becky is
1: their best uh, like sympathetic face yeah. in the women's— She's like the female Sami Zayn, in a sense, that you can beat her up and she gets the crowd on her side very easily— Again, with her though, I still think if you're gonna give it to somebody, you better give it soon because she got a lot of uh fan support since the Royal Rumble in the yeah. original program with Charlotte that I think she's even. Due. She
0: stepped up in that program. She's, she she's really a, stepped a championship up
1: championship run too. I she would say. like
0: she she is definitely deserving of a woman's title. Uh so I, I'm again we're not doubting Becky. or sorry, uh, yeah, we're not doubting Becky. It's just the fact is they pushed Sasha a hell of a lot more. They built her up and people were behind it. Mm. So that's that's the deal. I was totally fine if Becky won the title. It's just that the way they were booking this It was very unexpected when Charlotte retained because I thought that Charlotte was not was gonna lose her title at mania
1: I had a feeling that she would always retain. I just didn't want to believe it, but I Always thought yeah, that's probably what they're gonna do no. makes
2: sense so. Do you find that this like match has been more contentious than the entire street fight?
0: that's that's true no question that's that's true it it really was
2: it's like it's very rare that you're gonna find a women's match that is going to outdo lesnar and ambrose yeah like a match of that caliber or that should be of that caliber yeah so
3: and the thing about it, it this is brock lesnar the guy who broke the streak, guys.
1: Well, the reason that they let it be so much better is they told Ambrose to do absolutely nothing. They told Brock, you just suplex him the entire night because we need to keep these tables and gimmicks for later in the evening. And you guys can't really do anything that amazing because we wouldn't want you taking the spotlight from the other bigger matches of the night. Mm-hmm. I think there was some sort of thing there where they couldn't do too much. And they, they kept it short for some reason. Well,
0: if, you, if you're a Reddit user like I am, um, there was an insider named Falcon Arrow who was discussing about what's going on backstage. And apparently this guy's legitimate. Like he made a whole bunch of correct predictions. And he said that Ambrose was super upset with the match once he got back stage because they wouldn't allow him to do all these crazy spots that he proposed. Apparently he wanted to do something with the barbed wire bat and it didn't work out. And like, like all this crazy stuff. And, he said, and here's the best part. He said he would take it. He said he could take it because he wanted that mania moment. And
1: he didn't oh, give mean, it to he, him. You mean like he was proposing Brock to do stuff to him, to beat him up really yeah. bad, and he was open to doing all that because it would have given him a decent spotlight of, wow, this guy's savage. Look at all these shots he can take. Exactly. Yeah, I know. I bet they, I bet they held him back. Because that's how
0: the guy is going to get
1: over. Oh, but they don't want him over because he's Roman Reigns' biggest threat to that top spot. It's It's, it's just... been going on since the Shield broke up. I'm not surprised about it at all. Oh, So, many it's people so are So
0: many people are so confident that it was... Rollins, who won it in 2015, Reigns winning in 2016, and then it'll be Ambrose winning in 2017 at
1: WrestleMania. Yeah, because that'll prove when Reigns is a complete bomb and they completely give up hope on him in another year. So they're going to be like, well, we only have one other overface who we've kind of pushed, and now he's basically the only person we have left. So let's give him a Rumble win and see how he does at WrestleMania. Or they'll be forced into it like Daniel Bryan from years prior, and fans will hijack shows and stuff, and that'll be how Dean gets his title run, but he's going to have to wait and be patient for it.
2: Now, how would you guys feel if at next year's rumble Like it goes down like all through the Entrance and all that stuff and like the last Three people standing in the ring are Rollins, Reigns and Ambrose
0: Well that's also Going back to Falconero. He said the rumored plan for This mania was Reigns Ambrose and Rollins triple threat Of course was Rollins it? got
1: hurt So if Rollins never got hurt That might have been the actual main event of the show Then they could still do it next year Yeah because technically, this time it with still Ambrose happened. this time with Ambrose winning, I, and I would hope Dean gets like at least a short title run before then, so at least all three of them can say they'd been world champion by the yeah. time that that match happens. I mean, it wouldn't matter if it ended up being the way Dean wins his first, but it, it would be nice to have three of them have some sort of credibility
3: by next right. year. Yeah.
1: So we get to one of our oh yeah any, yeah uh, Alec, I, I, I
3: had a question. You you were saying um, Reigns, Ambrose, Rollins at the Rumble?
2: Are you are you like, in like the next Rumble?
3: Okay, but do you mean like in the main event for the title match or the actual match, the Rumble match? Well, for the actual
2: like, Rumble match, like all the entrants come out by, like as they get eliminated over time, the last three men in the ring okay. are Rollins, Reigns, and Ambrose.
3: And you, you're you saying who would like, win?
2: Like how would you feel like who would you want to win and why?
3: Well, it, it's hard to say with, you know, because there's, there's a lot of uh, factors here. Would Reigns Reigns wouldn't be champion anymore. Obviously, would Seth Rollins be face? Would Dean Ambrose be face? Would uh, Reigns be heel? There's a lot of factors here to think about, but um, I I'd like Ambrose to win. I mean, I don't want to seem like uh, like uh, he's the best out of the three, but uh, I mean, Rollins has been champion. Reigns has been champion. Why not give this? Uh, Uh, shot to Ambrose, so I'd go with Ambrose.
1: Dean certainly needs a title run to at least establish some sort of credibility because, again, somehow he's the only one who hasn't won the title, and I would say... At least from a mic-working standpoint, he's the most talented of those three members of the Shield. So how he hasn't gotten a run yet, I'll I'll never fully understand. I hope he gets it soon, though, because I'm getting a little impatient here. Right, me too. (laughs) Uh, So next we go to our first of two main events, because there's always multiple main events on a WrestleMania show. We have the Hell in a Cell match between Shane McMahon and The Undertaker. Like Shane's entrance with his kids, and they all do the uh, Shane O'Mac Shuffle. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Is that what that dance move is called to the ring? I thought that was kind of cool. It's a cool. Shane O'Mac Shuffle Moggle. The Undertaker had another Undertaker <laughs> entrance at WrestleMania. Took its usual half-hour amount of time. Yeah. But still kind of cool to watch in its entirety. It was
0: funny. I actually went to the bathroom. During Taker's entrance, and I was gone for five minutes. I come back, and he had just made it halfway through the ramp.
1: Yeah, always. You could, it you was could like, make a whole snack run. You could order a meal for takeout, and by the time your re- meal is ready, he's still
2: walking down. The <laughs> it's rain. just. I made a nice rice pilaf with Ooh. a beautiful cheese dressing on top. Mr. Gordon Ramsay over here. In oh. the entire time it took for that those entrances to be finished, the cage wasn't even sealed by the time I sat down to eat it. <laughs>
1: And are you telling that that's the absolute truth that was your Sunday night?
2: Well because I was over at your house beforehand right and then I left to get back It's like oh mania doesn't start till 8 and it's like no it starts at 7 because the card's that big It's like what? Because so the
0: card is that big Yeah, So I got home and I, was able to, like, that
2: one. I got home just as the street fight ended so I had to catch that like and watch it later But got in saw the Divas match which was for the first match I saw on the mania card live Fantastic and then we get to this match. I'm like, I need to make some food. You know, I haven't eaten anything all day. So I go throw in a pot of rice, cook it, get it out, you know, put, throw it all together. Add some like veggies and some dressing, throw it in the oven, burn some cheese on top with the broiler. So it's nice and crispy. By the time I pull it out, it has five minutes to cool down and Taker still hasn't even gotten halfway down the ramp at this point. I go, we'll go to the store next door, buy a couple <laughs> Cokes, come back, open one up, sit down, s- scoop out the food onto the plate, eat it. And then the, the cage is sealed.
3: And guys, I don't know if, if you noticed, but as Taker, as Taker got into the cell, closes the door and it opens right back up. That's the second time in his last three matches that, that has happened. I don't know. It just he just has bad luck with uh, closing cage doors. It seems they're not closing. They just don't
1: close for the Undertaker. I mean, better than him getting burnt. I remember when that happened. Oh boy, that was that was bad. And he got scorched by the pyro. I'd rather a door stay open than get hit with my own pyro. So I'm gonna have any bad luck.
2: I better not be able to close no cage doors. (laughs) Anytime when he got hit by the pyro, I was like, finally, Kane gets his revenge.
1: (laughs) So I. There's only real like a few things to talk about for this match that's getting near the end. Because before that, when it came to just them trading offense and submissions and stuff, I just felt it kind of dragged on and was pretty dull throughout most of it. It was dull, but at least I was invested in it. I, I get what you're saying there, Zach, yeah. but at the same time, like I felt I needed to be fully excited with move to move, yeah. and for whatever reason, in that beginning, with the holds that they were trading, it just wasn't that exciting We're until... talking like a 46-year-old and a 52-year-old locking up in a cage. I know, but they like, Shane probably shouldn't have been on offense so much. Like If yeah. this were me, I would have had Undertaker just... Basically Brock Lesnar him, if that makes any sense. I would just have him get yeah. a you know, chokeslam out. You can have him kick out. You can have him like not stay pinned. But I would have had Undertaker brutalize him all around that cell, And then Shane's only big comeback is when he's making his big spots. Right. Shane being on offense and trading submissions and that, it just... I don't think Shane's the best offense guy. I think he can sell pretty well. But when it comes to fighting back with an opponent, he's not always the best. And they did that for too long. and it, I don't know. I personally suck my interest out of the match until... Uh, Shane started doing his big high spots which you always expect that in a Shane McMahon match anyway. Yeah. But the I
0: dive b- off the cell man. That's, that's the only highlight in this really.
1: Well he did coast to coast and that looked pretty neat. The coast
0: to coast uh, he, he actually jumped so far I actually thought he, maybe he was going to jump over Taker He her. jumped that's how, very far. He jumped very far I, I think he actually slowed down in midair he
1: jumped so far um, Which is impressive for his age too by the way
0: Yeah
2: That's physically impossible to slow down midair when you jump <laughs> Yes I know like that just That's a joke. Like, like is no. That's a joke. Yes. No. Yes. Not if you're a McMahon, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true.
3: That's true. So, <laughs>
2: the meme comes up. I always win. So yeah, Shane It's hits, me, Austin
1: <laughs> Shane hits coast to coast, everybody pops, and then they start fighting on the uh the outside of the cage, and then Taker just kind of grabs Shane and just Buckles them right through the barricade, like just takes them down and they crash through the the cell panel and they fight on the outside for a bit. And then eventually Shane knocks Undertaker out with a TV monitor and he looks up at the top of the hell in a cell. Now, obviously everybody's thinking he's going to jump off of it. I think this too, but I'm like, no way is he actually going to climb that whole thing and jump off of it. So what does he do but begin to proceed to climb up the 20 foot, maybe even plus, plus. I don't know how tall that thing is, but it's it's very tall. It is tall. It is a very tall structure. <laughs> he climbs this chain-link fence, because the only thing keeping him up. No harness, no nothing, just climbs all the way up. And any time, he could get super tired and... Take his hands off for a second and fall during the climb. So everybody's chanting, "Please don't die!" <laughs> as he's climbing up here, and in this moment, I felt kind of I felt kind of nervous for him to be honest. I was scared. I was just as watching all. this going, "Oh, that is a very very high way up," and he's that is a forty six year old man about to do a leap and of faith from the top. Yeah, well, of I the was cell. just thinking, even the climb up. Like if you slip, you're going down. Like if you're halfway up the cell and you lose grip, that that's it.
3: Yeah. Can you imagine what Linda and his children felt, just and his wife as well? Just
2: I know it's yeah. crazy. Like oh, I for God's God like sake,
1: for the guy. Think your
2: family <laughs> so in a sense that it gave me feeling that way i'm surprised he brought up linda i think that's the first time she's even been mentioned in regards to wwe in like a decade she
0: was at the hall of fame she was mentioned at the hall of fame
2: she's the only mcmahon that hasn't heel turned in the entire history of the company yeah like just put that in perspective she's been,
0: she's been a baby face i i have not seen heel linda at all i don't remember heel there, there was
2: never one
1: that's the thing yeah there was one night When they fired Jim Ross,
0: right there, she kicked
1: him below the belt. Yeah, that's right. The only time or as as, or as as Vince
0: McMahon says it, his baby face turn.
1: (laughs) There you go. (laughs) It's true. There you go. Because he's teaming with his wife for once. Oh my goodness. So Shane actually does climb to the top of the cell, and he's looking down at Undertaker all the way down, all the twenty some feet down, and you know, just in his head, he goes, "Ah, "I have to make this jump now. I am (laughs) up here. There's no going back." And then he proceeds to do the leap of faith from the top of the cell. Undertaker gets off, and he crashes through the announce table. Meanwhile, you're going, did he survive that?
2: (laughs) For the love of mankind, as Michael Cole reads the script. Now, I'm guessing that was all of your guys' favorite spot in the entire match when he jumped off the top of the announce table, right? Like, what was your favorite spot? Well, my favorite spot, because I'm an asshole, was basically when they, um, I think Shane got thrown into the side of the Hell in a Cell cage and like it broke and it broke and hit the German announce table. <laughs> and my very first reaction was, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my God. I was just looking at the thing going, did that smack the announcers in the head? Are they all right? Are they what been tr- concussed right now? I don't know. But uh, that was one of the first thoughts that ran through my mind when that happened. That was a good spot too. It was another really good one of the match when he uh, drove him through the cell panel. It
2: was a botch,
1: hands down. Oh, it was definitely a botch, but it was, it
0: was, but it, was it, but it worked. Exciting yeah. botch.
1: It worked for the type of match. And so, I think shortly after this, Undertaker just uh, beat on Shane some more, brings him into the ring. Shane's pretty well dead, and he tombstones him, pins him, and. Um, with the thought being that this could be Undertaker's last match and Shane ended up running Raw the next night, pretty well meant the whole match was kind of pointless in perspective, doesn't it, gentlemen?
2: Yes. Well, <laughs> I think hey, storyline-wise, um, it has nowhere to go, which is the problem. But the way that the match ended, like it was actually very, very fitting if you kind of look at like the Flight of Icarus myth, where Shane like you know, kind of bit off more than he could chew, tried to do more than he could, and he flew a little too close to the sun, literally, And that's why he lost at the end. Um, Obviously, like, you know, Taker was predetermined to win, but that's my take on why they did it that way. Well, how do you guys feel?
0: I just, uh, or sorry, Simon, you want to say
3: something? No, 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 you guys go ahead first. Okay, okay? all right, sounds good. Um, Yeah,
0: just going off of uh, Brain's point, uh, I agree that... I saw that. I was like, well, yeah, dive do- dove off the top of this. C- well, if you really think about it, maybe what they should have done where it's like Vince was like, wow, I saw my son uh, d- jump from the top of the cell. And he really wants oh. own raw. And <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, he's all into it. It's like, I saw when I saw Shane, I saw a little bit of me very bold, willing to go the extra mile to do to get what he wants. And it reminded me of a young Vincent Kennedy McMahon. You know what I mean? Like, you could build it up. You could bring it where it's like he relates back to his time when he built up the WWF in the 80s. But instead, it was like,
1: I don't want him to upstage me, damn it. You own Raw. <laughs> like, it made no sense. So, and I don't know. I wouldn't, if I were Undertaker, I wouldn't want this being my last match, personally.
3: I'm just curious to see uh, what the end game here is with Shane and Vince. I just, maybe, do they uh, extend this to SummerSlam? I don't know. I just, I'm very curious. Maybe they do.
1: Maybe they don't. I guess we'll find out in the next few weeks. Maybe they go Survivor Series. That could go. That's really long term. That's something that WWE never does. But it's the perfect finishing
0: moment to this storyline.
2: What if there's a match at Payback?
1: I loved that awkward silence for about, like, two seconds worth of time. Genius. So, yes, yeah, so we go to the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. My mind was just thinking, why is this match taking place at this time? And then I just it's thought, the oh, there was Divas the Gimmick match. Battle Royal one time at WrestleMania 17. It's, that the, was new, easy- it's the new Divas match.
2: Where- whoa, whoa, I just had a record skip moment. Sandow was in this match? Yes. yes he was. He, he had a huge pop. I didn't even, like... I watched this live and I just realized Sando's in this match. Like, how? I watched this live and what I realized that Tonka was, was in
1: this damn match. Because what happened like, was uh,
2: Fandango got in the
1: ring. Because uh, I'm going to run it down here. So everybody's.
3: Fandango? Everybody was, everybody was in the
1: <laughs> ring. We had a few people who got their own special entrance, like Mark Henry, Kane, um, Big Show. And then DDP got his own entrance. He was a surprise entrance. Bang! And then Boom Shakalaka. Shaquille O'Neal was the like final entrant in this match And him and Big Show have this big stare down They clear out like everybody Because I think they all got like quadruple teamed by each half of the ring And then they just kind of shoved each of these guys off And then after that each individual person would like go in the ring and try and fight one of them First one being Fandango, he got tossed And then immediately after that was Damian Sandow He did the traditional like bow that he he's known for doing Gets a huge reaction and then Shaq just Tosses him out Just crazy I remember when Sandow nearly won This thing a year ago We all remember <laughs> They don't want us To remember But, but I do <laughs> And so Big Show And Shaq Continue fighting A little bit more Until basically The rest of the roster Just kind of Dumps them out mm-hmm. And that's their Big moment I remember they wanted To do a Big Show Shaq match For like a few years now Yeah, Looks like they finally Found like an excuse To have that stare down And kind of have Them be in a match I was not expecting I Shaq was Seven years And I finally got My choke off
0: session Between Big Show And Shaquille O'Neal <laughs> choke 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 don't alec don't you dare don't you dare alec don't you dare don't you dare do this to me alec don't you dare make me look like a young naive 18 year old don't do it
2: so how did you like the shack (laughs) Foo. thank you was it kazam worthy do you think it was filled with orlando magic (laughs) <laughs> what did you think of Shaq competing in the entree, the giant memorial battle royal, Alec? I really feel like he had a strong chance and opportunity to win the uh, Luis Guzman battle memorial statue. I mean, if you <laughs> ever watch Community, it looks exactly like the statue yeah, it does. of Luis Guzman. It, it does. It. It's terrible. Like I know that like the first one looked really, well, okay, and then they broke it. <laughs> <laughs> and then they broke it. So it's just like, I don't think they really want to put money into another one. Um because like, you know, I think in three or four years it's gonna look like the hardcore title <laughs> instead of like duct tape across the front. Can we get a
0: 24-7 rule for this Andre the Giant Memorial trophy? Imagine a 24-7 rule with this damn trophy. Oh. That'd be so damn funny. Could you think imagine? of the unique ways they could use the trophy in this 24-7 rule. You could have like a pinning thing where he actually puts the trophy on top of the guy and pins him with that. Like imagine that. That'd be
2: hilarious. <laughs> Why aren't you writing for the? Why history, am I not? So why aren't you?
0: You, d- you know, bro. When I was working the Attitude Era, bro, with Ed Ferrara, bro. We were creating stars like Stone Cold Steve Austin,
1: The Rock, and the fat chick thriller, we're Mike put Gossam. the belt on Booker T.
2: I swear that was the end game, bro. <laughs> no question about it. because Booker T was coming for you, bro. He knew it. He knew he was coming for you. He wasn't going to stop with Hogan, bro.
1: <laughs> I love how about Vince Russo just becomes a. We got to get him. We got to get an interview with that guy, man. Listen. I'm telling you guys.
0: All right. Just, just quickly. If you want to see mm-hmm. Vince Russo. On Wrestling With Ideas. I am going to start a petition. I am going to put it up on Twitter. I am going to put it up on Facebook. We are going to get signatures. If you want to see Vince Russo on Wrestling With Ideas, go to the Twitter, go to the Facebook, and you will sign the signature,
2: and we will tweet it at Vince Russo until he blocks us. Yeah, we'll give him the... Hashtag wrestling with ideas swerve. <laughs> and uh, we are going to
0: get Vince Russo on the show. We will. We're going to make it our end goal.
2: But anyway, so like, yeah, this was basically your regular multi-man match where there's 20 guys in the ring recant you can't to what is going on until it's about... Tatanka Daniels. was yeah. in this match. I don't even think JBL knew Tatanka. No, it,
0: no, Michael Cole was going... Or Sorry, I think it was... Who brought it up? Actually, JBL did bring it up, I think. He's like,
2: Tataka's in this match. And then you hear Cole go, Tataka's in this match? <laughs> yeah. Like, he didn't even know. I mean, at the same time, like, so what do you guys think of Corbin winning it?
1: Oh, I'm happy with Corbin winning it. That's another thing. Is, uh, you didn't. I didn't notice it until right near the end. But Baron Corbin, he, I don't think he got his own special entrance, nope. right? Like, he was just one of the guys in the ring when it yeah. started. So he was just kind of like... Was shadowed in the background because like Shaq and Big Show and a few big guys were kind of like the main stars of the match. And then the social outcast did their random nonsense. And then in the end, Kane kind of la- outlasted everybody. And then Corbin just kind of dumped him from behind to win it. Yeah. But at the same time, he won his WrestleMania debut. Yeah. In a battle he got- royal that they try to push to something prestigious every year. Yeah. So it kind of does him a, a, a big favor, I think. He he got the moment that Hideo Itami should have gotten last year. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, so, and, and I'm happy about that. I, you know, if they do have a plan behind Corbin, whether it be for the IC title, whether it be for the US title, hell, even for the WWE
1: World Heavyweight Championship, if they do have a plan behind this, I'm fine with it. What I thought might have happened after he won the Battle Royal was I thought he was actually going to be in Miz's position and that he was just going to squash Zack Ryder and take the Intercontinental title like right away. I almost thought they were going to do that.
0: No, well, they did not do that.
1: Would you have been a fan if they did do that? Yes, I would. Exactly.
0: Yes, I would have. It would have totally uh, helped help Corbin's character as well and
1: really define him. But they didn't do that. I thought that was a much superior idea. But uh, you know I mean, what? I would have was... given rather him have a title run. Than but I
0: don't even think that was a missed opportunity. I think this would have been a that would have been really cool moment. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah. There's a difference between they missed still an opportunity, time, right? Yeah, exactly. He's, he's brand new, so you can give him a belt pretty well any time. And his moment against Ziggler the next night, I thought still. Kept him looking pretty strong. Yep. So Super this rejoice. is your on you, ref! He's got a great presence. I can give him that. He certainly has a good presence. I he's, mean, he's I already enjoy him more than Reigns, so yep. that's something.
3: Guys, I was happy about Baron Corbin winning. I think uh, if you look at all 20 men in this matchup, he was probably uh, uh, the best option. I mean, I don't think any of us wanted Kane to win. Uh, I don't think any of us wanted Big Show to win. Um, the only thing here is... Um, I was I I thought that maybe Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family were going to participate in this match. I think we all thought that
1: at some point, even they weren't going to announce them as participants of that since, oh, well, they're not on the card, they have to be in the Battle Royal.
3: And if Bray Wyatt was in this match, he would have been my winner, but... Obviously, the Wyatts had something else.
1: Oh, did they ever. We will get into that in just mere moments. Or Actually, we should just talk about it now. So what happened was, The Rock comes out for his usual, I'm at WrestleMania spiel, but since I'm doing movies, I can't actually wrestle. But since my name is apparently big enough, I can maybe get a few buys if people know that I'm here. He comes up to talk about the attendance record with a flamethrower in his entrance. The
0: Uh, most flammable man
1: in all of sports entertainment. He does his usual rock stick. He announces that, yeah, we have broken the all-time attendance record, 101,000, blah, 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 blah. Talking to him. 97,000. The usual rock spiel when who should interrupt him but the Wyatt family. Now, at first, I thought wow, okay, this is kind of a big deal. They actually gonna they have enough faith in Bray that they're going to start like a, a rock feud. And even though obviously nothing's going to come of it here on this show, they might be building something huge for later. So I got kind of excited when the Wyatt music hit. <laughs> and Bray's capable on the mic. He can hang with rock easily. And he starts doing his usual stuff. He talks about how rock uh, represents, uh, I think he said represents like uh, – when you strive for something like uh what do you say power or yeah it was something it was, along the lines of it her, was a brave her, success, success. <laughs> he, say, he he says he represents success or whatever mm-hmm. and that um, he st- stood against stuff like that and blah 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 and like Bray they went back and forth a bit and Bray was able to hang with him and then at some point after this. It doesn't. Rock just starts cutting them down and doing his usual g- g- gimmicky rock. rock stuff, where he insults them and they can't say a single word. They just have to look at him and just listen to the rock insult them for five minutes because you know we're we're heels who can't come back and defend ourselves from babyface rock shenanigans, calls them inbreds and all that kind of stuff, which <laughs> is fine if they're not going to do what they did after this. So Rock says he's going to challenge a- any single one of those three to a match right then and there, and he. They sent in Eric Rowan to take on The Rock, and The Rock reveals that he was in ring gear the entire time, which got a huge pop. And I will say that that surprise was actually very well done. I would say if there was any good thing from the segment, it was that The Rock had his ring gear hidden and actually did compete in a match, even if it was only to set the shortest WrestleMania match record of all time. I still thought it was well done. You know
0: what was funny, though? I actually had a Twitter user tweet at me. He's like, you know, Rock's got his wrestling boots on. And, and he also said, Rock's also got elbow pads on. And I'm thinking, oh, he's just trying to work me. He's just, you know, he's trying to work me. Then he put
2: on the wrestling gear. I'm like, oh, he, 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 he is wrestling. He actually didn't have, like, the elbow pads on. He had them hidden. Do, do you well, know where? Well, he where? In his crotch. Mm, really? Yeah. And his ass. That's right. That's right. That's. He right. reached front and back to pull them both out. It was just like, mm. why is he reaching down his? Oh, Mr. Socko <laughs> Mr. So, Rocco. Yeah. Mr. <laughs> Immediately after
1: this, Rock hits Rowan with a rock bottom, pins him. Literally, it only lasted six seconds, and then who should come back? But John Cena, the Wyatt surround the ring. <laughs> It looks like they're going to beat down The Rock. I'm like, okay, so this is what we were waiting for. They're going to beat down The Rock. It's going to be a continued program. This is what Rock's here for. It's going to make the Wyatts, Wyatt's look Wyatts versus decent. Rock and Cena. That's cool. Uh, no, no, this is before Cena even came out. Yep. And then who should come back but everybody's favorite Fruity Pebble? John Cena himself. Back, he runs down. Him and Rock clear the ring, make all three of the Wyatts look terrible in the process. They beat down every single one of them. Make I them look those. like complete jabronis. And they just celebrate and hug. And then that's the segment making the Wyatts look like crap for the third WrestleMania in a row. It sucks to be Bray Wyatt. That was awful. That it was, was terrible.
0: terrible. And, the, and the people that were, went on Twitter was like, oh, but he got his moment with The Rock. No. No. He didn't. Enough of this crap, okay? Listen, I have facts to prove that this is bull crap, okay? Did Sandow benefit from being in the ring with DX and being beaten up? Well,
1: he could have if they pushed
0: him. But did he didn't. get, did he benefit? No, he
1: didn't. He did not. Did did Rhodes and Sandow benefit from being in the same ring with The Rock? With The Rock if on SmackDown. Pushed, if they pushed them afterwards, he, they would have. But did they do anything with The no. no, they didn't. Did Rusev benefit from being in the same ring with The Rock in on Raw?
2: Yes. No, he did not. (laughs) I would
1: argue that was before his push took a turn for the worse. Though he was still being used relatively well when he had that segment with The Rock. Where's Rusev now? Well, that's it's the. (laughs) Now to be fair, the Wyatt's have been always had this up and down booking. So when something like this happens to them for like the third straight year in a row, you can't help but. But like when Rusev had a segment with The Rock, you can't really—it's not a fair comparison because at the time they were pushing Rusev rather well. The Wyatts had no direction going into WrestleMania. Bray got his match with Brock axed, Mm -hmm. and they had nothing to do going into the show. So what did they give them? The Rock and John Cena slaughtering of a lifetime, and it's did
0: Heath Slater get his moment after facing a hundred different legends
1: in a matter of weeks? That's Heath Slater.
0: Yes, I know. I'm trying to reinforce
2: my point.
1: Anyway, this did not help them. So no, no. The answer is no,
2: no. So can we move on to the title match, please? We can move past the title match if you like. I mean,
0: I don't. I mean, this title match sucked.
3: Yeah, I'm all for uh, just skipping the
2: main event of WrestleMania. <laughs> like, uh, let's talk
0: about Shinsuke Nakamura versus Sami Zayn for a minute.
2: Oh my <laughs> God! Oh my! No, every time that, I close my go. eyes, I relive that match. It was phenomenal. Doo, doo. Not only that, like just being like the match itself was phenomenal, but the way the crowd got into it was insane. It's like yeah. they couldn't decide if they wanted to root for Sami Zayn or Nakamura to the point where they like one side was like we're going to cheer for Nakamura, the other side says, we're going to cheer for Sami Zayn. And you said Sami Zayn, Nakamura, Sami Zayn, Nakamura, and we're just going back and forth for twenty minutes. Yes, like it was basically like the uh, the crowd I want to see at the Raw after Mania for one match and basically the entire match of the whole weekend. Yes, if you look at all the cards that went down, the NXT takeover. Mania and Raw, that match clearly, clearly yeah. above all the rest. It was so, amazing. And plus, like, you know, I'm a huge Nakamura fan. I don't think I have to say that enough. So, so. I think that finishes up our uh, do, we ha- do we have to talk about this title match? Well, I'll say one thing about it. Roman Reigns came out to several boos and a cheer. And
0: a <laughs> cheer. One a cheer. single cheer. One, what, and it was Vince McMahon backstage going, yes, Roman! <laughs>
2: Look at him,
3: he's so strong. He's so Samoan.
1: You get him,
2: Big Daddy Cool.
3: They might have added some crowd noise to it, too, to help
2: Roman out. I'm not sure, guys. Are you trying to say that the WWE lies to me, that what they're presenting is not factually accurate? What? Nah, he's just joshing you guys. He's not telling the truth. Yes. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes
1: No What <laughs> No So yeah Unfortunately we no. don't have the main event But I think these guys are making it sound Kind this of worse This proved by the way Kind of worse sh- than it was This proved
0: by the way Triple H does not deserve to be a race res- A WrestleMania main eventer Well he's done
1: after this There's no way he main events another
0: He show. never deserved it so, Unfortunately Because I mean, how can you Have a match like this In your main event How can you work A triple H match In your main event Can we talk about Like
1: Hunter's entrance Before we talk about the match Because at least There's something to talk One of the about most there. Ridiculous things I have ever it seen It was over the top But I thought it was Kind of entertaining I was laughing So hard from this I mean The main reason I thought it was great Was because I was Just watching Stephanie Do her spiel And all I could think of Was Ghostbusters <laughs> There is no Stephanie Only Zool. And then one of my friends Actually posted
2: that picture On Facebook And I had to share it Immediately See, yeah, like I saw that from the, uh, the Botchamania feed as well, but I think my whole take home from this is that, um, how did I say it earlier before we did the show, Stephanie is wearing a mask from Conan the Barbarian in an outfit and Get Up that looks like she's Tina Turner in Beyond Thunderdome, and it looks like they're leading up the army of deadites from Army of Darkness, like it makes no sense, plus... Gibby showed me this. That uh, apparently Finn Balor was one of the army guys holding yeah. like the One of the title. people
0: in the skeleton warriors or whatever. Yeah. So I just they made a big deal out of this. I'm like, who cares? Th- this is this he is was a, a He was a prop. Yeah, okay. He was a moving prop.
2: Just. just calm your tits uh, just just, I'm down, <laughs> exactly. just just pour a little sodium bicarbonate on there okay and anyway so what I'm gonna say there before you so rudely cut me off sorry because that's the closest Balor's ever gonna get to the WWE title really I, I'm calling it I don't think so man I don't I don't I don't know
1: No, you have it wrong because he's got what they call model looks in the WWE and they think they can put him on magazines and today TV shows, which means that he's automatically marketable and they will put a main championship on him. Anything to get him on uh, America Today or This Morning or whatever. Any talk show.
2: But is he Roman Reigns? Roman Reigns. Is he Roman Reigns? Roman Reigns. He'll be Randy Orton to
1: Roman Reigns John Cena, I would say. If that makes any sense. You know what's funny? We haven't even discussed the actual match yet. One star,
2: good enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and on
1: that note, thank you for listening. <laughs> okay, so they had. I loved Roman's entrance too. Nothing just comes out, gets thunderous booze, and he's just walking like an awkward moron to the ring. It was great. He just had no idea how to handle that. Boo, boo boo, him.
3: boo, 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 boo. Hey guys, imagine him coming down from uh, the crowd. Just imagine that for a second.
2: (laughs) That was what I was about to say. Like, just who comes down from the crowd, like, they wouldn't even clear a path. Honestly, honestly, they changed the entrance just for the fear of
0: his safety. Honestly, that's what I think they did. Because there was no way he was going to go to the ring alive. I loved
1: how Hunter has this huge over the top entrance, and then, boo, don't, boo, don't. The adult comes walking out, like, just eyes are like a deer caught in the headlights. He just has... He's just so miserable when he walks out there. And he's about to win the title, so that really shows something.
0: The boos were astronomic in this. huge. Even when they slided down the mics, you could still hear how loud the boos were.
2: You know what they should do? What? They should team up Roman with the Usos. You know what they can call them? What? The Busos?
1: (laughs) I knew you were going for that. But you know what people got to start doing? You know how they uh, sing along to John Cena sucks? John Cena sucks. You did it earlier where people will go boo to Roman Reigns entrance theme. So boo, 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 boo. That would just be funny. Like I would laugh if a crowd started doing that. I don't know if any of them are that creative to do that, but that would be funny. So what do they have? They have the average I'm Hunter in a main event match. And by that, I mean Triple H works the entire match his style the crowd. God dang, Triple H was is awful at co- this. Is completely disinterested. And it really just felt like WrestleMania 18 or 25, where it's just the standard match that nobody cares about against a challenger who the fans didn't even want to see in the title match in the first place. And yeah, nobody cared.
2: It kind of feels like Triple H sandbagged him like Triple H did to Steiner when Steiner yep. made his, like, debut. Notice,
0: notice, by the way, too, seven years apart. Yeah. 18, 25, 32. Seven years. Do not put this man in the main event in seven years. You're getting in trouble.
2: <laughs> well, WrestleMania 40. And you know what was seven years before 18? WrestleMania 11, one of the worst pay-per-views of all time. Oh, come on. That, one had the, that was the Iron Man match one, wasn't I it? I think Wasn't that
0: the one with Warrior and and and, uh, Hunter. and Hunter? Was WrestleMania 11 Warrior and Hunter?
1: Or was that 12? No, it was 12. Oh, Hunter. man. 11 was with Lawrence Taylor. In the main event with Bam Bam Bigelow.
0: Oh, let's not talk about that.
1: You don't want to talk about no. that? I don't want to talk about Diesel defending his title against Shawn Michaels either. That was a good match. With Pam Anderson in the corner of Shawn, was it? Wouldn't surprise or, or me. Or was she in the corner of Diesel? I don't remember. It was wouldn't, some wouldn't surprise celebrity me. gimmick. And we're still not talking about this match. So really... <laughs> I, I can't really speak much on the action because it was Hunter leading the entire thing and he failed at carrying, carrying rain super bad. Like, I couldn't even... It was bad. I can't even give him any props. I, I was falling asleep. Carrying the they guy. went an hour over and I was falling asleep. And they if you're gonna go an hour side. over, give me something exciting. I mean, at least I, Hunter was trying all this weird stuff. He was trying like a lot of weird submission moves that he's never gone for in other matches. I'm gonna either. go for the Indian
0: Deathlock. Did you notice and it's that? Going like he was over.
1: going for a bunch of really weird, random holds for like no reason at all? I don't know. He was just I want to show my to you, technician, but I don't think it, I don't think it worked. No. And so Not the only real big part of the match That anybody reacted for Was when Stephanie started getting involved Reigns went for a spear on Triple H He dodged out of the way And then Reigns speared Stephanie And the only reason that spot was put in this match Is because Stephanie's never gotten any comeuppance For being a terrible heel And they figured well If Reigns even accidentally is the only person to attack her Since she's been this big heel They'll probably cheer for his title win Yeah. And I feel that's the only reason why that spot was put in there shortly he still that,
0: booed by the way <laughs>
1: They still booed by the way But they I think they had that spot Boo the boo intention that it, Boo boo They boo, had boo. that There were the intention boo, That he would probably boo. get cheered though For doing it Oh it, yeah You know what I mean Like that was why it,
0: it certainly was, got my attention When it happened It got my. I will too. say I will give them credit It got my attention It was a good spot I still booed But it got my I attention I too
1: But at least it was a good spot And then of and course made.
0: Triple H valiantly Defended his wife's honor
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he tried to, he tried to attack that long-haired uh, fellow with a sledgehammer. Didn't quite work for him, though. No. Because then eventually Triple H just gets another spear, and he's pinned clean for the title. Yep. And Reigns holds the championship up to uh, a wonderfully warm reception of boos.
2: <laughs> a wonderfully warm reception. And that was WrestleMania 32. Boo-boo, 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 boo-boo. Boo boo, boo
0: so,
3: boo, boo boo. So,
2: so, besides the amazing finish, what did you guys think?
1: The main event?
3: I actually was going to ask you guys, what, what grade would you give? I, I would
2: have given it a, a B minus. See, I was going to be a little meaner and say C plus, where it's like it did well, but it needs to show signs of improvement.
1: I agree with your rating on a B minus as the absolute. Highest rating you could possibly give the show. I don't yep. think as well as C plus, but I think a B minus is a fair grade, but not anything higher than that. I thought the Royal Rumble was a better show than this one. That's still yes. WWE's best paper that they put on that under the WWE brand. That's not NXT. Right, the Rumble is still their best show so far this year.
0: I would get. I'm going to give it a B minus as well. Um, I thought it was. I thought the match quality was certainly there. That that to make it well, those there were some good matches. The booking the booking. I give a a D. And it was long like, The booking was, I, I yeah. give a D Because the finishes When we watch Raw afterwards They made no sense in the end Especially to me the Jericho one And, the, and also the, 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 the Shane McMahon one Shane McMahon One What Jim Millen. Ross used to call Vince McMahon During the 90's when he, when he was trying to make Vince McMahon Mr. McMahon Mr. McMahon, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. McMahon remember that any any 90s fans would remember that I can't remember that because I wasn't around during that time so actually I was but very very young
2: I can't remember because so destroyed all my brain cells with alcohol after this match
0: <laughs> it was not very good but yeah B minus uh, by the way did you see what Bret Hart rated this match Zero. Five out of
2: ten it's a bit more generous than I was with the yeah. C- plus.
1: yeah I know five out of ten so that's what he that would be like what three stars five out of ten yeah half no, three stars. Half?
0: Three stars is a good match. Two and a half stars. A two and a half. That's average. Well,
1: yeah. It was average. It wasn't, yeah. wasn't, wasn't anything that was like piss poor terrible. One of the
0: not a very good main event though.
1: No, no, not at all.
0: Standard match. Standard match. A standard raw affair. There you go. Yeah. So, anyways, uh thanks for everyone for tuning into the Wrestling with Ideas online exclusive of WrestleMania 32. Hopefully you all enjoyed it. Check out more of our live stuff every Tuesday night at 9 on CKDJ 107.9, Ottawa's new music. Uh, next week, we're going to have Mark AP's thoughts on WrestleMania 32. He is the creator and booker of C4 Wrestling here in Ottawa. And so we're going to get some interesting takes. We've had him on before. I've gotten, a, me personally anyways, I've gotten a ton of requests to bring him back on. So it's great that we have him on. Uh, it's going to be great. I'm super excited uh, to see this, to, to hear this interview and hear his thoughts on WrestleMania 32. Uh, anything else you want to p- plug quickly before we just end the, vid- uh, end the audio? I'm just going to end it. Well, just
2: make sure, you know, go check out PWP Nation. They've right. got a lot of great shows, podcasts, articles, great, great things on there. You know, we're very, very happy to be a part of their uh, family.
0: We're part of the nation, the, the PWG nation. 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 Oh, yes, yes. There you go.
2: Um, and, you know, if if you're much like me after this show, just take a deep breath, walk over to DVD. Say your prayers, eat your vitamins. No, and no. no? Are, we're, we're wrestling fans. We're not God-fearing people. Oh, gosh. We already know. It's predetermined. We're going to a hole in the ground. No. <laughs> we're smarks here. We're smarks. But no, go, go to your DVD collection. Pick up that glistening golden purple WrestleMania 30 DVD and just put it in. And relive Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. just just relive that whole whole match. Yeah, because even then Triple H sucked. But hey, you know we got we got <laughs> Randy Orton hitting a monitor. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyways,
0: yeah. Again, thanks for tuning in. Listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Player FM. Also, keep on listening to us here on Podbean. Download the episodes. We've been doing quite well uh, throughout that. And uh, but again, thanks for tuning in, guys. And hopefully, you all have a good one.